Welcome back. I'm back. Your girl's here. Uh, Lauren L, aka L Boogie, for L Boogie's Pop World podcast. It is episode three. I know I promised this to be earlier, as on Sunday, but things have happened, made things uh, positive things, but just life in general, as you all know how that can go. Today is June 5th, almost 7 o'clock a.m. I wanted to, as you see for the title, we're talking about summer 2018, and my God, I just finished posting my top 25 um, guide for uh, summer movies, summer TV, uh, programs on streaming services, all that good stuff. Um, So I'm going to give you a couple of of, um, shows you should see, movies you should be seeing that you're probably not hearing from your favorite mainstream media outlet. as well as uh, give you a little insight into, or the there was some interesting news that happened to develop this week that I think, you know, with part of this new company, this new, as me being a media uh, soon-to-be mogul, mm. uh, I, that definitely should be um, part of the conversation. So, first things first. So, the I kind of went viral this week. So, this past Friday, everyone knows Kanye West just dropped his album, Yay!, um, at about 6 a.m. And what I usually do when uh, when there's a new album um, drops, I usually listen to it first and probably write a review on it and post it. Uh, but today I wanted to maybe hear from um, hear from uh, Charlemagne the God, who, if you don't know who Charlemagne the God is, he's like the big shock jock on um, The Breakfast Club, probably the most popular urban uh, morning show, um, mm. you know, definitely at the top. Your your kids are listening to him, okay? They're not listening to uh, Tom Joyner. I'm sorry, Tom Joyner, but you know, you know, you know. Um, and the irony is too is that I um, I interviewed him for a book review uh, about a year ago for his um, Black Privilege book, which is actually a very good book. Definitely a great book for um, all of the high school graduates and college graduates trying to figure out your life and figure out um, the goals you want to set for yourself and. Like, yeah, it's a good kick in the pants for you. So you need to, definitely a great book to pick up. Um, so usually his reviews of albums are, as Ms. Shock Jock persona does, is extra in your face, very, um, I would say abrasive, but just in your face, you know, for entertainment purposes. But, you know, the, for the beginning, um, it's, I turn, it on, turn on and on my um, Amazon Echo, a.k.a. Alexa. Uh, oh, yep, she woke up. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, listening to it and waiting and, and, and his, his first response of it was like, Oh, it's okay. It's a good album, whatever. And and it was very tight lipped. And I was kind of in my feelings about it because I also know that he had an interview with, with Kanye West a few weeks ago that, you know, went viral was on, um, you know, you can see it on YouTube and stuff. And when I watched it in this interview, it felt very tame and felt very controlled. Uh, and not to say that he's out of control, but it was just like the questions that he was asking, he was not asking the hard-hitting questions. He was not going in the way he likes to go in on the show. I don't know if he was reserving it for um, that same night where he actually flew to L.A. to be at the um, uh, real time with Bill Maher and did his whole little, the yeah, did all his little the, the shock jockey stuff he does on the radio. Um, but it, it just felt very tame. So I tweeted, I said, um, you know, I just heard your review of it. I feel really, you know, and, and uh, you know, how do I put this delicately? This sounded pretty weak, and I wrote it in capital letters. I know, it was slightly a little petty, but it was. You know, I was in my feelings about it. He saw it, and he immediately responded saying, um, you sound stupid. 
uh, don't you know that how the how the show is set up? I usually wait forever all the other um, for the listeners to say how they felt about the album, and then I give my opinion. And then I was like, well, mm. is, it, is it the reason you're being so tame is because you don't want to lose that media contact you have or channel you have with Kanye West? Um, so that you can continue to have content and stuff. I know that's petty, but you know, I just, I got in my feelings that morning. I just felt, cause the two songs, cause again, the album didn't come out until after 12 that day at 6am, there was only two songs that came out and I have one of them featured here so you can hear it. Um, and that's the one that I was kind of feeling in my feelings about the TI song, the, that duet, um, which I was feeling definitely on TI side of the stuff he was saying. Um, and wanted him to kind of expand on it a little bit more. Uh, so I did it, and there was an exchange. Some people may call it a Twitter fight. I wouldn't call it a Twitter fight because I'm not on that level. I would say more it was an exchange. And also the good thing is people weren't having mean comments to say about it. It was literally just like a spectator sport. People were just looking at it, retweeting mm. it, or liking it, or just just kind of observing, which was good because I didn't really feel like dealing with any more extra trolls. Uh, and I think I ended it trying to be sarcastic because, you know, sarcasm is my is my best friend. Um, you know, you have a blessed day. You just made me famous as Kanye West would stay. Um, you have a... You know, thank you very much. And uh, so that whole exchange went viral. Friday. <laughs> it just blew up. I had no idea. Uh, and then Saturday, um, cut to Saturday night, I'm home. I'm chilling. I like to kind of unwind watching movies, watching TV. And so one of my favorite shows that is on streaming, on um, Star Streaming Service, that is like my favorite, is um, American Gods. If you've never seen that show, it's very, very good. Um, it, you know, it's like kind of on the level of, of anthropology in that it explores the different gods of, um, you know, in world culture and kind of reinterprets that. So one of the, you know, so, you know, the main character mm. is uh, Shadow Moon, played by the super fine, like, Shamar Moore, gorgeous, um, Ricky Wilty. Um, I have been trolling his Instagram for a year now, and he is, continues to be that fine. He was also in the, sh- the movie, um, uh, oh gosh, the being, being, how was it, like, was it the being, it was the, the, the Pride and Prejudice um, movie with um, not the not the actual Pride and Prejudice. It was like a reinterpretation. It was a book based on the reinterpretation of the of the book. Um, Austin Land, Austin Land, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like Jane Austen um, with uh, Carrie Carrie um, Hill. No, Carrie the other Carrie. I forget her name. But that that movie. I'm total. Yeah, I'm an English major. So that's that movie was everything for me. And he was one of the characters in that. I was like, oh my gosh. So I put it together. All right. Also, there's um, Orlando Orlando Jones, who plays Anansi, who is one of the African gods. Mm. So if you know your anthropology, you know your um, your folklore in African culture. You know that Anansi plays a trickster, um, is a spider, and is like, um, you know, yeah. So it's a trickster, tr- usually tricking people, usually tricking um, his enemies to do something he doesn't, you know, to get him in trouble. Um, so if you, you do not see it, I think it's episode two or three in the opening scene. There is this amazing scene by Orlando Jones that he talks to slaves on a slave ship being on the great aunt. Yes. You need to see it. His monologue is everything. You hear me? I'm not going to give you any details Mm. about it. You just need to go and see it. Um, and then, uh, the African goddess of love 
beautiful, beautiful black woman, beautiful woman of color. Um, uh, and, uh, she's great in that. So anyway, I, I enjoy the show very much. Clearly I'm a huge monster fan. So I posted, I tweeted something saying like, Oh, I, you know, I just love the melanin, um, characters in the show. Love, don't you guys know how gorgeously talented you are? Da, 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 da. And it went viral. One of the actors saw it and t- retweeted it. And it's just been retweeting like, and being liked. And I've been getting, it's been for, for the past weekend, uh, which is kind of exciting. Um, yeah, I just didn't know it was going to be like that. So it was kind of cool. Um, and also another big news is I got my first check. I got my first check as a blogger for my friend who just launched a new service, a new, uh, and a website for the service called Freshman Fun Box with an X. Um, it's a subscription box service for college freshmen, boarding school students. And she's also trying to expand to, um, regular students Mm. as well for parents who are trying to send their stuff, sending stuff to their, to their kids, um, when they're away from at school. Uh, so I'm officially a social entrepreneur. I'm like very excited about that. Um, and I also have again the social media. Uh, so again, it's under the social media management, um, uh, service I have, uh, I'm going to put up the price list, um, somewhere. So, um, stay tuned, uh, link, you know, check out, check out my LinkedIn. If you want to contact me or your new business, trying to get, you know, trying to get off the ground and then trying to work on, um, uh, their social media is a little off and stuff. Just take a look at the price list. I'm very negotiable. Let me know. Anyway, so let's get into what we're supposed to be talking about, which is the summer 2018, my guide for all things, movies, television, and streaming service programs. Okay. So we're going to go talk a little bit about some of the movies and then we'll more talk a little bit about some of the streaming services that you probably don't know about that you should know about. Okay. The first one for sure you need to know about is from OWN TV. So that's the Oprah Winfrey mm. Network. Love Is. Okay. Love Is is from the creators of Being Mary Jane. So yes, the Akills, Mr. and Mrs. Akill. Um, the series is based on their courtship as screenwriters in LA. So it's really fascinating. I actually have a personal connection with them. I met them uh, about two years ago at the American Black Film Festival in Miami Beach. Um, and I talked to them kind of, I was there kind of as press, but still kind of a fan, fangirl, blogger, asking them questions about um, writing and their writing seminar and like, how do we, how do you become a screenwriter? How do you do all that? Uh, and they gave me some really great advice. Uh, and just most recently, uh, Mrs. Akil was able to, um, uh, I, I, I think I was on Instagram and said something on her picture. Um, and she responded and remembered me. And so I was like, oh my God, so great. So definitely a great show um, to, to support um, and see. Because uh, again, you know, I, I, and I like that, that both, of the, both of the characters in the show are struggling, struggling screenwriters. Like one of them like became famous and then the next, the next series they tried out, she was not mm. successful. So it's important to see them coming up because, you know, we're not all perfect when we first start. And I think that's a great mirror to like our world and our lives, etc. Okay. Um, another great series that you probably haven't know about, but you should know about is she's got to have it. Okay. Spike Lee is a master filmmaker. You don't not like he should have a master class and he should be teaching. I, I think he probably did. Uh, I think he was, but if you don't know mm-hmm. any of his, his, the portfolio of his amazing work, Malcolm X, um, 
I mean, Malcolm X was just, just was the game changer. But She's Gotta Have It was probably the one of his very, very first um, films from NYU um, that he created that was like pre-Sex in the City. So you love Samantha. If you love Samantha's character, um, Kim Cattrall's character from Sex in the City, Nola Darling was the original Samantha, okay? See the movie, see what I'm talking about. But more importantly, you don't necessarily have to see the movie to appreciate the series, but it's a good homage to it. But the series is wonderful. It covers so many amazing, interesting topics and interesting issues that have been, you. I know you've been in your feelings about since um, 45 became president um, and, and stuff and has this great homage to Prince, which is so great, so fantastic. Um, you definitely should be watching it. You definitely should be seeing it because it's on the same thread as Dear White People. So if you've seen the movie and seen the series, you will love this series as well. Uh, in the movies theaters now, of course, you know, Deadpool 2. Duh. I mean, Ryan, Ryan Murphy. Mm. I'm sorry, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is, is, you know, he is what he is. The show, the movie's amazing. You know how it is. Deadpool broke all kinds of records the first, in the first, um, the first movie that came out. So of course the sequel is just going to go, go further and have the, the, you know, have the money to be able to go even further to be even cooler, even awesomer, more, more fixed, more action, more heart, more funny, more, um, pansexual craziness. <laughs> okay. Um, of course, um, there is, um, speaking of Spike Lee, um, Spike Lee, um, has the black Klansman, uh, that is, that blew up cans. Um, film festival. He got a special award for it. Uh, it's starring. You're not gonna. You're, you're not gonna recognize him. But if you watch Ballers, you recognize him. There's Denzel Washington's son. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he stars in this in the movie too. Mm. Yeah. You. I did. I, I keep staring. I, there was a there was a marathon of, of Ballers on HBO um, about a week ago, and I was watching, it and I was like staring really hard. I was like trying to see any like resemblance. Of, of Denzel in him, but I just, I, I, I couldn't find him. He looks more like, I guess he looks more like his mom than maybe. Uh, uh, sorry, Denzel, I'm sorry. But yeah, the um, Black Klansman is going to be a great, great movie. Um, it's based on a real experience that happened where a black police officer infiltrated the uh, KKK at, in, in a city, in a town. Um, and he used his friend, who was a white guy, to be the, you know, I guess the, the avatar. So when he goes to, to the meetings, it's him. But then over the phone, um, it's the other guy. Uh, it's really interesting. Fascinating concept. We all need to support it. I think it comes out in August. Can't wait. So excited. Uh, also, two Claws on TNT is coming back. I am so excited. I have a personal experience with this in that, one, it's based in Florida. And second, they actually name cities in Florida. So like it feels very real and all organic for us Miami locals. Okay. Um, and two, the uh, screenwriter I met at the American Black Film Festival mm. last year. Um, and we are social media buddies. She follows me on social media. Uh, and I follow her. I mean, naturally I follow her. But the great thing about this series, the heart of it is, is, is sisterhood and support. Um, Niecy Nash. I mean, Niecy Nash, like her, like her career, I've been following her since, um, since Comedy Central. She is everything. Um, and for her to be like the queen bee, the queen, queen of, you know, mother of the, of the, of the hen house is just fantastic. Um, but the sisterhood, um, dealing with a brother with autism, um, played by, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this name wrong, but I remember him from Romeo and Juliet. 
from Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. You haven't seen that movie, you need to see him, but he is fantastic. He's fantastic and, and best, but more importantly, best man. You guys know him from Best Man. Um, the dread guy from Best Man. I know, I forget the name. Don't be mad at me. Mm. Um, uh, so Claws, definitely great. Um, uh, supportive, positive stuff. And also represents LGBTQ community, which I think is really important and really um, a powerful statement, um, especially in our times. Another great series that just came out that supports that love, same level of love for LGBTQ community is uh, Pose. P-O-S-E on FX. So this is from the creators of The Assassination of Johnny Versace, that great series from last year, which, okay, was everything. Can you tell you that it was everything? And Glee. I'm, uh, yes, I'm a Gleek. Uh, Ryan Murphy, love Ryan Murphy. His his collection of stuff, his collection of, of, of projects are fantastic. And Janet Mock. You know who Janet Mock is? Janet Mock is a beautiful woman of color who, trans woman of color, who is a great LGBTQ community um, um, advocate, uh, advice on this. And what the show is focuses on is the um, fashion houses, um, voguing and ballroom culture of the, of the 1980s New York City. Um, so it really focuses, and with these amazing actors and actresses of color who are in the LGBTQ community, so who are trans, who are gay, um, who are fantastic, um, you know, to see that. And, um, on that same, in that same time period, you see this kind of, um, juxtaposition to, uh, the, to Trump corporate world of New York. So, uh, our, our favorite Dawson, AKA James Vanderbeek, there, um, playing his best, um, uh, American psycho, uh, corporate greed, smoking cocaine, uh, uh, snorting cocaine in the middle, in the office, guy like it's really fantastic and you see that kind of um dichotomy um between it but then they you also see how they kind of infiltrate each other i'm not giving it away the sunday episode was fantastic you can probably see it on um i think the fox app is available but it's better to see it live so that you can always tweet live and have this kind of great discussion about um you know for instance you know parent you know parents um in the black community throwing away their children who are different um, and what they're then what their norms in their community are accepting um, and being able to kind of have a discussion about it on Twitter is really fa- fantastic. Anyway, um, all right, we're now almost two minutes, two minutes left. So what I'm going to be talking about next week is again, again, I have ju- is uh, more of the guide. Uh, I have part two ready for you. Uh, also be talking in more detail about American Black Film Festival you don't know about what that is, it's a really wonderful networking um, event for um, black creatives, for filmmakers, for actors, for actresses, um, for, you know, radio people, for all kinds of people come from all over, drive here, fly here, all from LA, mm-hmm. New York, um, South Carolina, North Carolina, Atlanta, all these different places come down um, to see the latest um, projects that a lot of the networks and um, movie companies are putting out. So I know this year they're the big opening, like last year, the big opening movie was Girls Trip, which I, again, predicted like everybody in the room who saw the opening night predicted would be the, uh, the amazing uh, juggernaut it became. Um, and also they had um, All Eyes on Me. Uh, I have mm. a mixed emotions about that. 
this year they're going to have um, Superfly. So it's the reinterpretation of the 70s black um, black exploitation film, um, and it's directed by by um, X, who's a very famous video music video director. If you don't know his work, you need to check it out. Um, and I think the main actor is the same guy who was in Grownish on um, Freeform. Um, I forget his name, and I think he's also a, he's also a singer too, which is like okay, that's that's awesome, um, and that's going to be here at America Black Film Festival as well. So it's exciting. Uh, so stay tuned. Um, share, share, share. Please, please, please. Let me know, and also um, let me know. Um, comment. Let me know if there's things that you want to talk about. Uh, let me know if your business is interested in being featured on my podcast. Uh, and uh, have a wonderful week.